0: Welcome to the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I am your host, Brita Wallace, and I am so happy that you are tuning in. So make sure that you go ahead and follow the podcast so you can stay tuned for new episodes and also stay tuned for expert guest speakers. Coming up on the show, I have quite the lineup building, so you definitely want to stay tuned for that. Speaking of which, we have an amazing guest today, Andy Goldstrom. Andy was a successful business entrepreneur turned parent coach. He started coaching after his daughter experienced severe anxiety and depression, and he realized it was a stigmatized and lonely time. Parents need more support. He works with both moms and dads to help them bring confidence and joy back to their parenting. In this episode, we are going to explore uh, why moms are challenged in their parenting and what they can do about it, and also how they can get dads on board and incorporate and work together. So without further ado, Andy, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Really glad to be here with you.
0: Yes. So Andy, just tell the um, listeners today a little bit more about what you do in your parent coaching.
1: Sure. Uh, I work with parents who are who have children who are struggling and therefore they're struggling. Mm, and it's not... Um, it's not the simple things like my child won't eat his vegetables or her vegetables. It's really you know um, my kids going off the rails a little bit with drug use or um, uh, defiance or not being able to get up and go to school or you know so things that can be as severe as that yeah, Um, or just things about managing a household you know uh, my kids swear at me they don't listen to me I they don't I can't connect with them mm-hmm. um, I don't understand why I make myself available to them um, and then it gets complicated sometimes when you have co-parented households and blended families which are yeah. more common nowadays and and so um, you know parents have a lot on their plate for a variety of reasons and trying to manage through all this. Uh, yeah. And maintain a, a life of joy, and and uh, and hoping that their children will grow up happy and independent has um, never been harder.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I do have a little boy who struggles. He has severe anxiety, um, and he has ADHD. And we, um, even as a parenting coach, it's difficult. You know, you have all these tools and. Um, it is difficult and it, it is a struggle. So I just thank you for being that support, especially for, um, you know, my parent coaching is I have a heart for moms as a mom, you know, and, and a mom who struggles with some, uh, you know, special needs and, and, you know, real issues with a child. And I, you know, just appreciate, you know, you doing what you do and helping those of us who do have those challenges because they are really tough right to go through and I can relate so much to that so I I appreciate I
1: appreciate appreciate that I mean the the thing that I think a lot of people who engage with me say is you've been in my shoes yeah You 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 really understand I mean my my youngest daughter was so severe with anxiety and depression we we ended up investing in sending her away for wilderness therapy and residential treatment, which is advanced therapy wow. off site. And she was away from our house for, she was away for 13 months. Wow. Uh, and while she was getting better, we realized as husband and wife that we needed to get better and figure out how to parent better and connect better.
2: For and sure. so we yeah. invested
1: in parent coaching and it made such a big difference to us that it, uh, inspired me to to become certified as a parent coach, and so I love that. Uh, it, it it it's 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 um, anytime I can work with a parent and make their path easier, um, based upon some of the tools and approaches, and the fact that I've seen patterns
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: working with so many different parents, and I've been trained in this. Yeah, uh, it just brings me a lot of a lot of joy because. Um, you know i've i've been an entrepreneur where i've made the ma- i've climbed the business mountain and gotten a nice title and gotten paid well but
2: mm-hmm. it doesn't
1: bring the same level of satisfaction as it does with a a, a, a parent who knows that that their child is uh, you know has chosen the right path
0: yeah and you're helping people and it does when i help a mom when i you know whether it's through the podcast or through coaching it does make a difference it's purposeful it is purposeful work so um i can totally relate to that i just i love that so much um why do you think parents struggle today andy
1: um a lot of reasons they're old reasons and new reasons yeah which do you want to hear first <laughs>
0: Um, let's hear about the old reasons and then we can like kind of work into those newer reasons of, of today.
1: Sure. Well, the old reasons are based upon how parents have been brought up. Yeah. So they were brought up in a different generation with different sets of expectations. For sure. In terms of how, how, how to act as a child, how to pursue things, how to communicate, how to experience adversity. Mm -hmm. how to listen and be told what to do and you know kids nowadays like to experiment experiment more and they have more information to pursue what they want to pursue they don't necessarily want to take the straight line from high school to college to a job to you know just taking the next step and then the next step and the next step and not having fulfillment and so parents have issues with that Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so those expectations and those discussions become a a, a problem point. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, the parents forget the bigger picture. If the child can be independent and happy, so what if they're not a doctor? right? (laughs) Or right, or or, uh, or just because, you know, just because you think that that's the right version of what they should be, or because you like it because you're a doctor.
2: Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) And then the communication channels, as a result, are different. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot less. You know, uh, the parents still have trouble empowering their kids. They still like to be friends with their kids, and they still like to instruct their kids.
2: Yeah. And kids,
1: kids nowadays don't respond that well to it, and right. what ends up happening is they don't know how to experience adversity. Um, and and it becomes a real challenge. I've had situations where. Um, in my business career, I've had parents attend an interview with their adult children because they wanted to support their adult children. Wow. Now to me, uh, I, I was I was just flabbergasted because I was like, okay, if I have an issue, Either positive or negative. If if I hire this person, am I going to have to engage with their parents too? This is supposed right. to be an adult professional, right?
0: Wow, right, yeah. I so, mean, I've never heard of that.
1: Yeah, so it's wait. it's it, it's 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 an exaggerated scenario,
0: right? Right. But
1: it's true. It yeah. happens.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So that's yeah. the old. Yeah. Want to hear the new?
0: Absolutely.
1: The new is pretty much you know what you would expect a lot of it has to do with social media
2: mm-hmm.
1: um you know kids are compa- always comparing themselves to others yeah um they are distracted and need instant gratification Yep. they um um they if they get bullied it's not isolated anymore to just being in school it's a 24 7 thing
2: yeah it's
1: on top of that there's better more access to drugs and alcohol than there ever was
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh there are you know safety issues both Mm -hmm. in the schools where you never know if your school's gonna get shot up or just being able to go out on the street and play until dark Yeah. Uh, so and so these kids are are, are, you know and then COVID happened so there's a lot of new ingredients in the mix that have created stress on kids uh, that parents don't know how to deal with and uh and so um you know when you're when kids are experiencing things in a different way than you did as a kid and you only know how to address it as you learned how to address it, the way you were parented, it's, right. a pretty bad, it's a pretty bad recipe.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. So what are some things that my, like parents can do? Um, cause kids respond differently today, right? That's what you were saying. Um, and like respond to different types of discipline and, and different type, y- you reach kids in a different way today. So how are kids reachable today? Can you speak into that a little bit?
1: Sure. Um, it's not that hard a formula, <laughs> and and uh, but parents, not unlike their kids, want some instant gratification and want it to work right away. And you have to, you know, in order to change a habit or or change the way your kid responds to you, you have to be patient and persistent in the way you do it and change your behavior. Right. And some of it, and, and the the two biggest things, kids just want to feel like they have us that they're understood.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and they also want to feel like they have a sense of control.
0: Right. Yes.
1: And so the two ways to deliver that one is um giving them choice or mm-hmm. have them make the choices. Right. So it could be you know it could be uh you know uh You know, having a family discussion where the kid actually gets to choose the time as opposed to being put on the spot where they're in the middle of something and they don't want to partake. Right. Them that choice, but you're still going to have the meeting and you're respecting their time.
2: Right. Right. Um,
1: give them the, give them the choice of cleaning their room or experiencing a consequence. They get to, they get to choose. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, And when it comes to understanding, it's instead of telling your kid what to do, it's just listening and being curious. Mm -hmm. And the example that I give is uh, the wrong way to do it, the right way to do it when you pick your kid up at school, what often happens is the parent won't say anything. The kid will just get in the car, the kid will get on the phone, the parent will drive home, and then the parent will go back to work. Yeah, Or maybe the parent will say, how was your day at school? And the kid will say good or bad. And then the parent will, and then that it'll end there.
0: (laughs) It's a closed closed ended question.
1: (laughs) Right. Or, you know, the parent or the child might say, you know, I got a good grade on my test. And the parent will say, that's great. And then it ends there. Right. There's nothing about understanding how the kid. How the how your child's feeling and, and 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 understanding them you know you got a great grade on your test that's great news you know how does that make you feel do you feel proud i saw all that extra effort
2: mm-hmm. you were putting
1: it's into really it do you feel it. accomplished do you feel proud you know what did you learn right um and what would you do next time and if they so there's no judgment there there's just curiosity same yeah. if they did poorly on a test instead of saying why would you screw up? It's like, you know, are you disappointed? Yeah. You know what it, you know do, are there things that you could do better next time? Is mm-hmm. there, and and how can I support you?
2: Yeah. Right. 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 If
1: you yeah. if you take that kind of approach of showing your kids understanding without judgment just like that. Yeah. Time and time again, your kid will your child will approach you in a different way and most parents say, I don't understand it. I always told my child they could come to me and I want them to be able to come to me, but you didn't create the environment where they felt comfortable coming to you.
0: Yeah, that's not that, yeah. Exactly.
1: Right. So if you have that level of understanding and provide the choice, yep. that makes a difference. Now, the next step is being proactive rather than reactive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what does that mean? That means you and your spouse or your co-parent or mm-hmm. whatever decide on what are the most important things in the household rule with with rules or boundaries or whatever it is right turning your phone in at a certain time getting your homework done cleaning your room doing a chore you know doing whatever um and it's something that the parents don't have to decide on their own they can involve the children
2: yeah
1: uh the parents still have the ultimate say Mm
2: mm-hmm
1: but then they then there's a discussion about okay if 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 you don't clean your room you know in, in a defined time frame to a certain level of you know uh, cleanliness
2: mm-hmm.
1: or you don't put your phone away within a certain time frame you know it, here's the consequence and you know it up front
2: right and, you and get you to make
1: and you choice. get to make that choice and then you okay. got to stick with the boundary and hold the boundary right and not react to the kid negotiating or crying to try and make them happy right and then you know if you can do that and just pick five or so that are really important that make a difference in your family rather than nitpicking everything and you do it proactively it's good and then when you're what you're wanting to do is eliminate a reaction where if if your child does something that you don't like you take the phone away and they're like why are you doing that that's not fair you didn't tell me that I right you would do that and so there needs and then the parents need to have alignment in terms of the way they communicate Mm
2: -hmm. so
1: if one parent if both parents kind of agree on certain things but then one parent is more permissive than the other parent and the other parent is more authoritarian which Mm -hmm. is more demanding but less attuned Yeah. then then that's not good either so the parents need to be on uh, have agreement in terms of we need to support each other we need to be consistent together yeah we need to decide who's going to communicate or how it's going to be communicated and and a lot of parents say i don't have time for that i'm too busy i'm working all day and then got to take care of this that and the other thing and it's like it's like anything else if you if you don't put the effort in up front it's going to take twice as much on the back end
0: (laughs) right yeah and I mean really we all have responsibilities we all have to work I understand that I have compassion and empathy and I get it because I am a mom of a six-year-old with special needs a four-year-old a newborn you know but where we should be investing our time. Like, I I don't want to say like fully because we do have other responsibilities, but that should be up here on the level of importance. Just like it should be the most important thing in our lives to pour into and put the effort into our family. I hear that too with parents, like not having time, but you're spending so much effort, you know, yelling or reacting or doing these other things when yes some sometimes those things work in the in, in the immediate but they're not teaching your kids the life skills and characteristics that you want to teach them um and if you put a little bit of effort in now like you're saying like at the forefront then as your kids get older, I believe it's going to become easier. I've seen it happen in families um, because you have instilled these values and these, you know, skills and characteristics into your children. So,
1: you know, they learn to solve their own problems. So right. Yes. Right. Or yeah. learn to deal with challenges more that are age appropriate on their own rather than the parent sure. having to solve it. Right. And, Absolutely. and the other thing that's important, I agree with you 100 percent the other thing that's important i think is the way that parents manage their life with the use of technology right now what they do what, par- what what adults do is they prioritize their work week and then and other things that they have in their life and then what's left over becomes the time for family or or recreation yeah as opposed to flipping it and saying yeah. I need to spend this time with my family each day or each week. Right. I need to do some things for my own health, like go to the gym or whatever. Yeah. With the leftover time that I have of the 168 hours in a week, taking away time for sleep and commute or whatever, how do I fill my time doing the work most efficiently and effectively? Right. And, and there are a lot of things about technology that that aren't helpful. Um, and and an example is email is supposed to be so much more helpful, but it's really a distraction in a way yeah. for, and and, it, and anytime there's an email that requires a response and then another response and then another response,
2: That's right. as opposed
1: to just picking up the phone or if you had to walk down the hallway to another person's office,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or get to together with that person, get together in, the, in person, you actually have to hold the thought and be yeah. thoughtful about how you're going to communicate instead of doing it that way. And so people get caught up in their email or their social media. And it, it's an easy way to get distracted r- rather than focusing on the right thing. And if you realize, you know, if you realize that you're going to run out of time because it, to, to, to be able to get to the meaningful work that you need to get to do to pay your bills. Right. Because you've done the other things that are important first. Maybe you'll prioritize your time differently.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before you had talked about, you know, parents, your co parent or co partner um, having like different styles of parenting. So how can, you know, the co parents or um, co partners <laughs> come together? and kind of meet somewhere in the middle because it is important that they are on the same page. And sometimes um I mean even in my own home we can get off on two different ends of the spectrum and I I'm always the one that comes back and says we need to be on the same page, especially in front of the kids. And if we do not agree on something in the moment, we need to talk about this later and we need to come to you know a an agreement on how we're going to move forward in this situation right we're not going to do that in front of the kids we're going to deal with that as it comes and then we need to have that conversation like right away so that's like in my house to just be a little vague <laughs> when we are on this on different ends of the spectrum i mean that's you know how i'm always the one approaching it like because it's very important that parents are on the same page together or you know maybe you're not the parent of the kid but you live with the child, it's still important that you're on the same page. You're the adults in the in the home. So can you speak into that a little bit, Andy?
1: Absolutely. So the first thing is just let's make sure we get uh, the the definition of co-parenting. Correct. Yeah. Um, Co-parenting by definition is really um, when you have two parents who are not um, living together.
2: Oh yeah. So they're
1: divorced, or they're separated, or uh, they were never together, but they both are the biological parents.
0: Yes, yes. um,
1: Or or guardians. Um, So, but you know, uh, I thought about this a lot over time. Is that even if you're married or living in the same household, you're still co-parenting. You're still having to align and all the rest, and and it's really good that you have some of the foundational elements about alignment and making sure that you're aligned with your other parent,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, with your kids who are still very young when they become teenagers, you, you, you've set the right foundation. So it doesn't become more problematic because that's when it kind of can spiral out of control. And, yeah. and, and, um, and you know, there are four types of parenting. I referenced two of them already. Yep. Um, but if you look at a matrix, there are four types. The the, the one is authoritative. Mm-hmm. That's the best type of parenting. Those are parents who are demanding
2: mm-hmm. and will
1: hold boundaries, but are understanding and attuned to their kids.
2: Yeah. they Give them in- the
1: choice and have the understanding. Yeah. The authoritarian ones are the ones who are demanding, but not attuned to their kids.
0: Right. You do what I say right now. And that's, that's because- right.
1: The yeah. ones who are attuned to their kids but can't hold the boundary and are inconsistent are called permissive parents. Yeah. And the ones who don't do either, they can't hold the boundary and they don't. They're 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 not connected to their children or, or um, are are uh, uninvolved, basically.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: and so, usually, I am working with parents. Myself included, I was the authoritarian parent and my wife was the permissive parent. Right. And often that is the case Mm -hmm. um, where two parents are a little bit different in terms of their style. So, um, you know, so what's important here is that when parents get together, they have to realize that they need to compromise on their style and their communication with their kids. And sometimes just having that proactive communication, they'll make that compromise because they're doing it and they understand the spirit of why they're doing it it's in the best interest of their kids you need to compromise in life etc etc and it works out but sometimes parents dig their heels in because they're of their you know their values and their belief systems and you know I wasn't brought up that way and um and in that case, there are times where one parent needs to say, you know what, I, this is my silver bullet. I'm gonna, you know, this is this is the this is the one I really think is important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I ask for your indulgence. And then maybe the next one that you think is really important, uh, I'll, you know, where I'm not willing to compromise, maybe you can compromise or vice versa.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'll, I'll
1: compromise for you. And so, right. so the the key point is you can't be on different pages when you communicate with your kids and so and so you know that's that that's the you know that's the key element in terms of in terms of how to how to make sure that all works Mm -hmm. easier said than done again parents don't take enough time up front to do that Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um when i work with parents my job is to not change them right necessarily but allow them at least to be the best version of themselves they can as parents Mm -hmm. and if they can move towards an authoritative parent yeah and have some you know if a permissive parent can become a little bit more consistent and have better boundaries yeah and if a authoritarian parent can become a little bit more attuned and understanding
0: yeah and less rigid
1: their their you know their lives will become that much richer and their kids will benefit as well
0: for sure I totally agree and one I I think what it comes down to too with you know your thank you for correcting me on the co-parent because I was just thinking of
1: I was just clarifying you you were (laughs) right I was just clarifying
0: no and I I I appreciate that because uh, that is like my parents co-parented because they weren't together and I think of co-parenting because I am with my husband in my home so but yes no I appreciate that um and I think with us, like especially like in early, with with kids that are in early childhood still, they try to play us already, you know. Especially if they know that we're not on the same page so about something. Like my and son will say, you know, Mom, I'll come in the door from doing something for school or maybe I'm shopping, and Dad will be home with the kids, and he'll say, "Can I do this?" And I said, "Well, what did your dad say?" And then he'll he'll always say to me first. Oh, dad said fine or ask you or whatever. And I'm like, Jack, I have to talk to dad first, you know, and that's what it like is. It's the communication. Sometimes the communication piece is missing where we really need to like come together and talk. So my thing and my, you know, me coming to my husband and saying, Hey, let's just, can we just agree that before. You know if one of us is away before one of us kind of takes over like steps into the role with the kids we have just a quick conversation about what's going on because maybe something was taken away maybe a consequence was doled out maybe they're supposed to be doing something else like i have no idea what's going on i just got home and i always respond to jack that way and um my four-year-old doesn't really he hasn't learned that yet (laughs) so much like the playing each other but my six-year-old definitely he's super smart and he picks up on it you know like oh mom just got home I can dad said no let me just go try to see what she's gonna do and see if she'll like give in and that's my biggest thing and and how I asked my husband to like you know I need you to do this for me we have to have this conversation before we're You know Mm -hmm. just stepping in you know when you get home from work you don't know what's going on when I come in the house you know from whatever I'm doing I don't know what's going on so we need to have a quick conversation quick about what's been happening for the last you know few minutes is there anything I need to know and I mean that doesn't really take any time at all my husband does not like to have These big, long conversations. So I'm not saying like, go have this big, huge, long, detailed conversation with each other. It literally can take under a minute. Like, hey, this happened, this happened, this happened. This is what's going on. This is the expectation. We're done. Okay. And it's just a quick thing. It's not something that you have to take a a whole bunch of time to do. So it shouldn't be a piece that's like, oh, I don't have time to do that. It is something that can, you can give the information that you need to give very quickly is what I'm saying. So
1: you made two excellent points there. One was kids are smarter than you give we give them credit for. Sure. They're, they're, they, they understand and can figure stuff out and take advantage of it if they need to. Yep. yep. Um, and the second thing is, um, you know, not every situation can you be proactive about. So if you come right. to a, a circumstance where your kid or your child approaches you about something where you're not sure if your, your partner will agree, Right. It's good to be able to say you know what i need to address that with your dad and we'll come back to you
2: yeah that's exactly. a very
1: good approach as opposed to just winging it and then having to correct yourself just to try and get it over yeah uh, it's it's far more important to, to take that proactive approach here, uh, and, and and be able to be able to address it in an appropriate way and come back where you're aligned you're actually sending a very strong message to your child about Hey, your dad and I are one team or yeah. your mom and I are one team For sure. and, and and we're going to make the decision and we're going to come back to you on that. And then you need to, you know, follow through. But
0: sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know when I talk to dad, you know, and sometimes the whole be very impatient because I have to put groceries away and dad is somewhere else. I'm like, as soon as I see dad, I will talk to him maybe it's and I do set that boundary too like maybe I have to put the cold groceries away you know in the fridge and dad's outside cutting wood or something I will go talk to dad as soon as I am done doing this I need you to wait patiently please and I will let you know so yes making sure that this is the boundary I'm gonna have the conversation and I promise I'm going to come back and talk to you about it and like decide so um Andy, before we wrap up today, is there, you know, anything else that you would, you know, like the listeners and we, most of our listeners are moms, but there's a lot of dads or, you know, grandparents that listen, um, to the show or, you know, just a, another parent adult that's in, um, a child's life who, you know, is, it's just helpful too. So, Anybody who is involved in the raising of these kids, or um, in any way, you know, is there anything else that you would like to speak into before we wrap up today?
1: Well, first, I I appreciate the invitation, and it was great to be able to chat with you and share.
0: Uh, I
1: hope parents are are uh, learn some things and can take take some ideas back with them that they can try. Yeah. Um, You know i i think the most important thing is that it's never too late to to, uh try and improve your parenting and to and to and um you know people will invest in a financial advisor Mm -hmm. right (laughs) they'll they'll uh you know they uh you know you have your own family doctor you know um you'll invest in athletic coaching and go to the gym yeah when it comes to actually being a parent people aren't aware that there is parent coaching and parent coaching for me given i had a business background before i became a parent coach it's really about driving results and get in and, and having an action plan for it's sure. different yeah. than therapy if you hire a therapist they do good things but it's more about diagnosing and healing as opposed to actually taking action And I have a framework that I've created called what I call the 4A framework, and it's assessing, addressing, acting, and adjusting. And so the whole point is the assessment really allows families, allows me to kind of understand a lot more about the parents, about their goals, about what's worked for them in the past, about what trauma they had or how they were raised that yeah. impact the way that they communicate and interact with their kids. Mm-hmm. Then addressing is putting a plan in place that looks at a couple different approaches to try. Yeah. Um, then acting is allowing them to bump into the world and make it happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then adjusting is really where the rubber meets the road because things don't always occur in the right way sure. the first time you try it. So it's having you know it's having a session a follow-up session and saying I tried this it didn't land quite well or my kid responded in a different way than I expected what do we try next and so we make that adjustment and you have me as an accountability coach to try to make sure that it lands and then it sticks Mm -hmm. so um and so I've had very good success doing that. My average Google score, I'm proud of, is four point nine out of five. That's awesome. Yeah. So it just means it's a credit to the parents who are actually wanting to make the change and are willing to do the work as much as me being a facilitator. And so, so, um, so, you know, parent coaching isn't for everybody, but it, it, but I do offer a free, no obligation call. Mm -hmm. and I got into this business to help people so even if people have a question or an issue or looking for a resource as opposed to wanting to investigate in parent coaching Mm
2: -hmm. they
1: can go to my website www.parentsjourneycoaching.net and sign up for a time to have a discussion and certainly if I can help in parent coaching um, you know there's it's hard to put a price on family harmony
0: absolutely I totally agree Um, and it, this is definitely a a helping field, right? Um, so as parent coaches, we are here to help and what you offer is different than what I offer. And that's why I love, um, like giving the listeners all sorts of different resources. Um, I love your framework. I think it's so powerful so moms, I definitely encourage you or or parents or grandmas or whoever, um, listening to definitely take Andy up on that. It's a free, you know, consultation call. Is that what you call it, Andy? Is it? it discovery. A discovery call, yeah.
1: Whatever you want to call it.
0: Yep. Um, and then Andy also has this really um, great resource where you can email him. Um, Andy at parentsjourneycoaching.net for a free family screen time quiz. So can you tell um, just our listeners today, Andy, what that's all about and why they would want to email you to take that?
1: Sure. So part of what we talked about was how social media has such an impact on kids. And and a lot of it has to do with the way that it's planned and managed in the, in the household. And so I'm, I'm often asked, when's the right time to for my kid to have a phone mm,
2: yeah, and a lot
1: of people have opinions on that mm-hmm. um my my opinion is there is no right answer
2: right. The
1: right answer the right answer is not an age the right answer is when the family and the children are ready right and yeah. you have a plan and an alignment and you sit down and say this is how we're going to use what's a, what's acceptable usage
2: mm-hmm.
1: what happens if you get bullied yeah. You know, uh, what happens if a predator, con- you know, starts contacting you and you have an understanding in your family. And if things get out of line that you're able to address it appropriately, then whether the kid is 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's all about that. And so um, this is like a, a fairly simple assessment that basically says, is the technology and the social media in your house in control or out of control? And if it's in control, I can let you know what you're doing well and give you a score and, and, uh, and emphasize what's doing well so you can keep doing it. And if there's some things you need to do differently, I'll highlight that too. And if you're, you know, if things are quite challenging in your house, it probably, you probably know it, but mm-hmm. you might not know why and what to address. And I can help you with that too. And that's free.
0: That's awesome. I'm going to email you to uh, take that. And you know what? I took a um, to earn my early childhood degree. I had to take a a children, young children in technology uh, class and there's a lot of you know information and tools that i know but you have this assessment and i would love to see where we're at as a family and and to hear your expertise on you know how to make that better and what we're doing well so i think that's super powerful i thank you so much for that resource um listeners you can find um the link to andy's website and his email is going to be in the description of this episode Um, posted there for you. So you can just go ahead and click on it and it will bring you right there um, just so um, it's easy, easily accessible for you. Um, Andy, I appreciate your time today and for being on the show. Um, Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me. It was great.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And until next time, mamas, take care and God bless.